This is Brother Leroy Johnson with Carriers of Covenant Ministry. In 1978, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, If most men and women knew the truth of the reality of the Word of God, they wouldn't be incarcerated. And then in the process of, of, the process of these years, uh, 1978, I've, been, I've ministered overseas numerous correctional institutions and churches and halfway houses ministered healing and hospitals extended care facilities and and one-on-one -on -one to many individuals and in 2000 the Spirit of God spoke to me and told me and my, my wife to start a, a ministry and so we started out in 2000 without without funds without partners without vehicles without even a name but in the process of time he's given he gave us a vehicle uh and everything else we need to ministry uh, i want to begin uh, i want to pray uh for this service want to pray for you and myself father i come to you in the name of jesus and i thank you for the word of god i say the word of god is true and father i ask you in the name of jesus every word that i speak that it will be anointed by you and the eyes of my understanding will be the eyes of understanding will be open, and we will receive revelation knowledge. Uh, you know, uh, my I had two spiritual mothers. One of them who who led me to the Lord when I, when I was born in June of 1978, and and then I, I I met a few months later I met this other lady, who she became my spiritual mother until the day that she left. And she and then my this the second my main spiritual mother. Uh, she was born almost in the late early 1900s and she had the opportunity to be part of the healing ministries of the of 47 to uh 1957 she had part to do with the the early the move of the holy spirit in the early 1900s and then she lived to see the charismatic and word of faith but her she had a ministry she never claimed the title but she was she knew how to operate in the supernatural and as she said she had a, a faith in healing deliverance ministry well uh the bible teaches a, a principle concerning anointing uh and that part of that principle is that when you if you honor a person and you serve that person then you do have a right to that anointing if you have ever read concerning the story of elijah uh, excuse me, Elijah and Elijah. Elijah served Elijah served Elijah, and when Elijah left, Elijah claimed uh, a double portion, and he got it. Well, I didn't know this, but you know, I do remember uh, there there are spiritual principles that are very much like natural principles. And I remember growing up, I uh, one of my grandparents they had hogs, and so one of the best places to play was around those hog pens. You know, I could throw throw stuff at the hogs, and you know, and they did things that was kind of strange to me. Well, in the process of time, when I would go in the house, my mother would say, "Boy, you you smell like a hog." Well, I'm, you know, I told her, "Well, I didn't have anything to do with the hogs." She said, "No, but you hung around them." Well, you know, and this is 2020, so this is, uh, for, for us, for me as a minister, 1978, this is 40 plus years of ministry. And over, and over, when I got born again, I, I did not come from a, uh, uh, church, church family. I can only, re actually only remember ever praying one prayer during all those years as a family. That was, Lord, lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, I sow the keep, which is, I guess it's better than nothing, but it's very unscriptural, because first of all, the scripture teaches us to pray that all our prayers should, especially end or start in the name of Jesus, because the name of Jesus is the name above every name, the name of Jesus where authority lies. Well, there are three things that no one can stop you from receiving.
These three things are already done, but you have to receive them. They are they're in essence they are gifts that are they are gifts that are being waited to receive by you and me and every individual. Number one, Jesus when Jesus died, he made available for everyone to be born again. In other words, once you become born again, it is the Bible says whosoever shall whosoever or if anyone calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. And you know, I like that word anyone, which lets me know it does not matter your race, your color, your age. It does not matter where it, it does it is there's nothing that matters. It does not matter. You know, I, I've heard people say, well, when I get my life right. Well, you know, your life does not have to be right to receive Jesus Christ as your person. Said, you uh, We used to say your life can be as ragged as a can of sauerkraut. You receive Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. You know, I have ministered to people in, in correctional institutions in, in situations where they're, they're the worst looking situations that could be. But do you know what? The, those men and women have got born again, spirit filled, saved, and some of some of them have gotten out. I, I mean, a lot of them have gotten out. Excuse me, not some, but a lot have gotten out. So salvation, receiving Jesus Christ as a person saved, was waiting on them all the time. It had nothing to do with how they lived. Uh, actually, it, it it's not taught, but your salvation. The, the, the degree of gifts that you receive of your saved life, it has more to do with what you know than what is available to you. And number two, anyone can be filled with the Spirit. Now, the Scripture teaches when you're born again, you have the Spirit with a measure. But it is a different measure of being overfilled overflowing than just having some in it. I remember as a kid, uh, I used to have to mop the floor. And man, and my mother, I mean, she made me keep that floor like you could eat off of it. And she would tell me to go get her some coffee or water. And I would, normally speaking, I would not bring uh, her a full cup. And she would send me back. But see, I was more concerned about uh, spilling something on that floor and have to mop that floor than how much water I give her. So she wanted me to bring it filled. So when you are filled with the Spirit, not born again by the Spirit, but when you're filled with the Spirit, God gives you the ability to speak in tongues. It is not a religious thing. It is a it is part of your inheritance. You know, if I give if I give one of my children a car or tell them they have access to it, is that that means that they have access to that car as a privilege, as a gift. But it's up to them to take advantage of it. Then, healing. When Jesus died on the cross, was in that grave three days and three nights, and went back to heaven, he paid the price where everyone has the right to be healed. Healed from anything. Now, so that, and that's what I'm going to share with you. As many, health, not dying, is on virtually every, everybody's mind all over the world. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about healing. I, I, you know, I can just say healing. I can say, uh, I can talk about divine health, which means you, you God keeps you supernaturally healthy all the time. Then we, and we're talking about healing. This is very, very important. Hear me. This is why, this is how almost nine out of 10 people that I talk to, they have something wrong with their body. Don't understand. 
But let's let's turn to this. First Peter two twenty four. This is this is one of my this is a scripture. And I was about to say my this is my scripture. When I uh, I was I had uh, I had a number of things wrong with my body growing up, and the, the people the older people around me told me that that was just part of life. I had to bear it. That's the way it was always going to be. But you know, it's one thing about uh, young people, youth. Be before they're they've they've heard lies consistently from people. They they it's something on the inside of them that says that does just does not sound right. And, you know, I heard people tell me that I was cursed. Somehow that just didn't sound right. I knew I hadn't done anything. So if I hadn't done anything, why should I be cursed? Okay, here we go. This is there's more than one scripture. The scripture says let every, let, let everything be let everything every word be proved or documented in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And over the process of time, we're going to give you more scripture than this one scripture about healing. But I'm not complicated. <laughs> Matter of fact, you, you might say you, you may think I'm simple. But the Spirit of God spoke to me years ago and said, "Son, keep it simple." And I know I remember one time when I was in Bible school, one of my teachers gave me uh, half of what I, half of what I expected. But he, uh, the answer I gave him didn't have was not a big fancy, uh, you know, theological answer. It was just very simple. God is everywhere. He knows everything, and He's all powerful. I don't. I think a a a a, a second grader can almost understand all powerful, all knowing, everywhere. They may not be able to to give you a dictionary definition of it, but they understand that. And but and so when I came across this scripture here, the Bible says the entrance of His Word gives light, and the Bible says the man's spirit is the candle. Uh, many people want to talk about the, the prehistoric men and all that. Well, I, no matter how you believe, you you need to understand concerning what affects you today. I know people talking about, I hear people say, well, my, grand, my, my, my mother had good genes and this had good genes. Well, you know, that's got nothing to do with you because you have more than their genes. The environment in which you live. And we live is different from the environment that my grandpa. You know, uh, we go to a store, uh, particular stores, and they have so-called. Well, I'm gonna say so-called. It's supposed to be certified organic food, which means it has supposed to be no chemicals in it, no, no, all the things that's uh, not conducive to good health style. Well, you know what? My grandpa. I can my grand. I picked that. You know, my one of my jobs with my and when I stayed with my grandparents was to get the eggs. And all those I saw it was get the eggs and feed the chickens. Those chickens had organic food. They had corn, and they 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 had we used to let them loose in the garden at certain seasons. But there was no chemicals given to them at all. So all the chicken that we had and all our eggs was organic. Well, we'll see that is so so this body, this natural body is fed and produces what's put in it, but. This is a secret that's missing to many, many believers. How and what spiritual food you feed your body will determine more so than what you eat. We're gonna read in Scripture, Mark. It not it does not teach you. It does not teach you to eat poison, 
but it tells you by your faith you can overcome poison. I know we went to we went to Haiti in 1988 as a direction of the Spirit of God, and I want you to know there was no no kind of approval by by the Haiti government on the food that we that we put in our bodies. I want you to know if you saw some of the open markets, you would thought, oh no 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 no. But I want you to know that I blessed that food. I didn't. Here's here's the scripture truth. Many people ask many scripture pray. They call themselves praying over their food, but the scripture tells us just to bless it. So when, whenever, as a habit, whenever I eat, I bless my food. I say, Father, I thank you for this food I'm about to receive, and I bless it in Jesus' name. And I say, no hurt, no harm, no danger will come to my body in Jesus' name. Now here's here's an example of faith. Many people say I can't eat such and such because it will affect my high blood pressure. Well, if you prayed over your food, then that food has no right to affect your blood pressure. Not only that, the Bible says we can call things that be not as though they were. So what are you doing? The Bible says how can two walk together except they be in agreement? So who are you agreeing with? Are you agreeing with... Now, I'm not saying go against what the doctor says. I'm not saying going against what science says. But what I'm saying is agree with God. So in other words, if God says by that if I bless my food, it will cause no sickness, disease, or hurt, or harm to my body, then that's what I say over my food, and then I don't eat what the doctor tells me to eat until I know in my heart, by faith in my heart, that I know that I can eat these things. Note, this is Second Peter 2.24. Who his own self, this is talking about Jesus, bore our sins. The way you make this scripture, this is this is one of the keys to growing up spiritually. When you see a scripture like 1 Peter 2.24 and you see a word that says I, our, oh, you are, or someone else, you put your name in that. In the early, I don't have to do it now, but in the early years when I started out, this is the way I read that scripture. Now, I, I still read this scripture this way. I just don't have it marked in my Bible like I used to this way. But it says, who his own self bore Leroy's sins in his body on the tree that Leroy being dead excuse me that God that that we Leroy being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes Leroy was healed. I'm gonna read it again. Who Jesus bore Leroy's sins in his Jesus body on the tree that Leroy being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes Leroy was healed. So see, once I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I became dead to sin. My spirit man. Now, my natural body, my natural body can be crucified, has to be crucified and kept under. Not, I'll just use this example. Uh, uh, gluttony is a sin. My wife cooks a cheesecake that I've had two slices but in the middle of the night, that, that that cheesecake calls my name. It says, Leroy, 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 Leroy. It wants me to come in there and, and take more of that, that, that cheesecake. And doing so for me would be gluttony. But if I crucify my body, then I don't have to be concerned about that. So you see this scripture? This scripture says, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Another key in walking the way God wants you to walk is to know 
and be focused in on tenses. T-E-N-S-E. 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 The Bible speaks in tenses. And as a believer, if you want what God has for you, you have to take note of the tenses of the words or the promise in the Bible. And then you have to take, be aware of the tenses of the words that you say. And then you have to be very sensitive of the tenses of the life in which you live. For example, uh, I, I'm there. Are, I've known this happen so many times. Someone would ask me to pray for someone, and now, since according to the scripture, all human beings were healed by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but they have to possess it. But what happens is, people. I will pray for a person. Uh, actually, I only people I really pray and ask God to heal someone is is normally one-on-one -on -one when someone does not have an understanding of the tenses of healing for example uh the scripture the scripture teaches healing for the baby the person who's a teenager and the elder and so for the for example my wife uh we've been we've been she's been with me since night uh, uh for 40 plus years so she's understands the tenses of healing so when i don't ask god to heal her if her body is being attacked we take authority over the pain we take authority over whatever that is 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 coming against her and we claim her healing well for those individuals who don't understand and am not where she is i will ask god i'll say father in the name of jesus i ask you heal sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so in the name of jesus we claim it in Jesus name but see and then from that point on if a person understands how what prayer is uh, they they will not come back they will not come back and tell me their condition if it's not where they want it to be see the scripture said here, and this is another thing is very important healing healing is a process healing is a process so in other words it is going from one point to another in a process of time a miracle is supernatural it is a supernatural intervention by God in other words is God coming on the scene and making something that is wrong right instantaneously see uh, another way of describing healing is God takes a uh, God is the same yesterday today and forever where God lives is always the same and so what he does in, in a miracle to a sin is he brings eternity on the scene right then and there and it's corrected on healing we take and pull from the unseen what is already ours into the now depend and doing that depends upon a lot how bad the circumstance uh, is in your body the sickness disease deformity the anointing that is on an individual that prays how well you agree with him 
how powerful the anointing is. And so it's a it's a criteria. In other words, for example, Mark, Matthew 18, 19 says, How can two agree except they how can two how can two walk together except they agree? Now I've seen this. I've seen cars that were hit and the front was out of line with the back. But the car would still go down the line. Uh, I, if you ever watch a three, what they call a three-legged race, the 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 pair of people who walk in agreement, they get to their destination a lot faster, a lot smoother, a lot effortless. For example, uh, when when uh, when a, when you know uh, children, you children are very they're they're so children are very easy to get healed. Why is that? Because they agree. Now I know I, I have a niece. She's grown now, but in her teenage years, early early adult years, she would call me and say, "Brother Leroy, uh, uh, Uncle Leroy, pray for me." And I, it was like, I mean, it was like before I could get off the phone, her prayer was answered. Why? Because she agreed. And, and so when it comes to healing, it is a process. You, but notice this. I'm gonna read Mark eleven. 24 excuse me 20 uh excuse me let me make sure i'm gonna read 23 and 24 these prayers these scriptures are essential scriptures in being healed i'm gonna say it again these scriptures are essential and not actually they're essential in in receiving a miracle but they're more so essential in receiving a healing mark 11 this mark 11 23 and 24 for truly i say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be you removed and be you cast into the sea and shall not doubt in their heart but shall believe that those things which they say shall come to pass he, she, or they shall have what silver he, she, or they say. And the re- now I'm reading from the King James Bible, but but you need you need to have you need your Bible, your Bible, and, and this may be different in your household, or your country, but that is so. You know, it's, it's no condemnation, but your Bible should be as personal to you as your own toothbrush. Toothbrush. My wife and I have been married for 40 plus years. But you know what? Even in our earliest marriage days, we had our own toothbrush. Even today, we have our own toothbrush. Actually, I have never recalled us sharing the same toothbrush. Even when we went overseas, as, as, as light as we had to, to pack, I never recall us sharing each other's toothbrush. So, you need to have your Bible. And you need to have a, a Bible that's a uh, a translation, not a transliteralization, a Bible that you can understand. I understand King James. I've been with, I've studied King James so long. I under, actually, I understand that the King James better not do the new King James. Okay, verse twenty-four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Not someone else. Now, we're, this these two scriptures will work for other people, but they work best for you. And therefore, I say unto you. Notice, 
therefore therefore uh, what we're about to say is 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 standing on and based upon verse 23 I send you what things and we're talking about health now so so, so you can say this therefore I send to you your health whatsoever type of health King James said what things soever you, I'm reading King whatsoever therefore I send to you what things soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them so it, I remember we're talking about healing so I'm gonna read it this way therefore I send to you and I'm gonna use my name Leroy therefore I send to Leroy what health that Leroy desires when Leroy prays Leroy must believe that he receives healing and because he believes he receives healing he shall have healing so we're gonna break this down so it says therefore I say to you so what and go back to 2023 is saying because you speak in your heart and you doubting not in your heart and you pray for healing you shall receive them and and you and you shall have them but notice it's receiving so in other words when I pray this is my healing I have to believe that I am receiving it so it's coming for example Amazon I just use Amazon when you make an order at Amazon you don't have it in your hand but you have the documentation and so you believe that you will receive your healing from Amazon I pay for my healing I pay for my ink pen and in the process of time my ink pens will come in the mail well Jesus paid the price for my healing and I asked him to heal me so in the process of time my healing will come now I ordered ink pens from Amazon if someone would ask me do I have some ink pens I would say yes I have some ink pens they I'm looking to receive them in the mail so I and they told me I will receive them in two days so even though I have received my ink pens I don't have them in my hand and so if I not if when I pray so for someone I pray according to mark I either take authority demand but I receive their I believe that they have received their healing when I pray for them because I doubt not that they have it not based upon how they look which is very important faith the God type of faith is not based upon what you see is based upon which you believe for example think of healing as a transaction healing is you pay for the the product from Amazon and it comes to you you pay for 
the healing by faith and it comes to you. And so I have to exercise or use my faith, speak my faith until my healing is on the scene. A miracle, the scripture teaches, is initiated by as God wills. But the great thing about a miracle, we can actually get the in the end result of a miracle by faith. The scriptures all things are possible by faith when we believe. And so if we believe and we get a miracle, which is instantaneous, it's no it's done. We don't have to use our faith anymore. But if you believe believing for a healing, then you have to keep your faith reaching out, holding on to that promise until it's before you. And so and remember, this is tenses. I believe that I receive. So no, I have it in the natural, but I don't have it. I have excuse me, I have it in the supernatural, but I don't have it in the natural. So if I believe that I receive and I look at my body and my body is aching, and I say, Well, I thought, brother, I thought sister so and so prayed for me, but but her prayer must not have worked because I'm not healed, I'm still hurting. Well, see, you have undone what the scripture says concerning healing. It says uh, anything. It says believe that you receive. For example, uh, I was I was vis visiting someone in the hospital, and as I recall, I had prayed for them uh, over the phone. I I had prayed for them over the phone, and then when I came, I w uh, went to the hospital, they said, "Aren't you going to ask me how I'm doing?" Well, see, they didn't understand the tenses. They didn't understand and believe that you receive. I, when I prayed, I believed that the healing was going to come, was, was coming. I believed the healing was going to manifest itself. It was going to show up in her body. So if I believed that she had ownership of her healing, why would I ask her how she was doing because she would be healed? And so I, I pray for people and, and pray for people and people and people will call and say, well, uh, so-and-so is not looking good. They say they're not feeling better. Well, see, they don't understand faith. They don't understand that once I prayed that, and I believe that she received, then there's no need asking her how she's doing. Because why? She is healed. It's, if I believed that, that when I ordered from Amazon and it's coming, I do not need to reorder pens again. I don't need to call Amazon and ask them about my order. So if I ask, if I pray or I ask God for healing, why do I need to go back and ask him to heal me again? You know, when you raise your children, uh, your children just normally, they may ask you, can I have some cookies? 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 They may just ask you to sing like a thousand times, can I have some cookies? Can I have some cookies? But once you give them that cookie, they don't ask you again. They may come back and ask you for some more, but they don't keep asking you. And see, un 
let me let's let's turn it. This is this is this is a scripture. Very this is a very very important scripture. Uh, when I first got born again, I was not in a church that taught us about it. Uh, once you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior, that was it. Uh, I, what I had kind of heard, and I heard other people, they were constantly they were. They were getting saved over and over. They were sinned. They miss it. They have to go back and ask Jesus Christ to come in heart. Well, see, according to 1 John, let's turn to that. 1 John 1. Now, now this scripture was written to born-again believers. You know, there are some people who say they don't sin. Well, you know, what, what should happen as you grow in the things of God, you should become more and more mature. For example, when, I, when you teach your child the first drive, you may accept an accident. But after they've been driving for four or five years, you don't expect them to be running up on the curb like they did when they first started driving. But look, this is 1 John 1 9. 1 John 1 9. Some people call it Little John. If we confess our sins, remember, this book overall, the majority of the Bible. Especially the letters, the epistles, the letters that Paul wrote and apostles, after you get past um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were written to born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking believers. So here's something else. This because this this uh, confronted me when I first got saved. If the people who wrote the Bible were born-again, spirit-filled, talking people, ministers, and then they spoke. And then they, they then they wrote this letter to born again spiritual tongue talking people. Then wouldn't it stand to say that there is a a a, a significance that if we need need or which we do and want to understand this book, then we should be tongue talking speaking believers. Because if, if if it was written by tongue-talking ministers to tongue-talking believers, then that must be a key, something to think about. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, He, Jesus, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, unrighteousness just has the, the, two, the prefix UN connected to it. So there's righteousness and then there's unrighteousness what makes us unrighteous what makes us un unrighteous means right standing in other words so if we sin and we we sin and we don't ask Jesus Christ for forgiveness excuse me father then we are in a state of unrighteousness which keeps us from having the and receiving the full promise of God for example you know your your uh, uh your child does something wrong, uh you punish him that puts him back in place of of right standing with God. Or for example, one time when our children uh child the child took took uh and watched television when he wasn't supposed to. Well, what happened? Their television was taken away from them for a while. So in other words, they did not have right standing to watch the television uh, for a period of time. So. What happens? The period they were put on a period of time. After a period of time, they were back in right standing. They could watch television. So, therefore, if I'm in right standing with God, then I have a right for forgiveness. And I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, look, I'm on. Bring this scripture up 
next time we talk. But in James, the scripture tells us that if we, if a person had a person would have a a, a person who is in uh, in right standing with God, and I'm gonna read. We can read the scripture next time. It says they will pray, and God will forgive them of their sins. See, one thing about it, a place of immaturity and a place of sin, you don't have that confidence when it comes to God. But in most things, virtually, unless you're praying the prayer of dedication and consecration, you look at this prayer here, and I want you to know that you can pray with confidence. This is 1 John 5. 14 and 15. I love this scripture. You know, I, I I I love and it's nothing like when you have confidence. The script and meant the script actually the apostle Paul asked the church of his day to pray for him for boldness that he would preach what God would have him to preach. And so if if the apostle Paul needed boldness, that lets me know that I need boldness as a believer. I need boldness. As as a, as a minister, I need boldness. But one thing about it is that when you Bible says those that know their God would do great exploits. I like to say this, those that know the word of God would do great exploits. Those that know their the word of God will do the word of God. The scripture says, uh, I know someone, I remember, uh, we was talking to them about, about laying hands on the sick. And they were saying, well, I really don't like laying hands on the sick because what if they die? Well, you know, I can guarantee you that if you lay hands on enough sick people, some of them will die early. It's just a fact. But, your success ratio will be a lot more so of success if you lay hands on the sick. If you don't lay hands on the sick, you don't have a ratio. In other words, zero plus zero equals zero. But if I lay hands on a hundred people, then it's a good possibility at least going to get at least one of them will be healed. Well, in my case I know way more. I've never thought like that. But notice this notice what this scripture says. First John five fourteen. And this is the confidence that we have in him but I uh, when I like I was saying when I first got born again I didn't they didn't teach about eternal salvation or being saved and staying saved and not having received Jesus Christ but the Spirit of God gave me these two scriptures and I carried these scriptures in my pocket and, and, uh, and I every time I had a break or lunchtime notes I said break or lunchtime I would read these scriptures I would read this scripture and 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 you know two plus two equals four i know that and you probably know that too but when i first started out it took me a while before i knew two plus two was four then when i i was the teacher told me what two times two equals four it took me a while before i got then they uh then there was some other mathematics where you had a large two and a small two which equal four that took me a time to learn that but in the process of time of hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and saying and saying and saying and saying and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing i got that here's a, here is a truth the bible says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak your spiritual power comes from 
the inside. Faith is of the spirit man. It's not of the head. Now, you may need to see it. Seeing and hearing it and saying it, seeing hearing it, speaking it, speaking it, saying it, speak, say these two between here and here, we'll get it in here until it goes out here. So first of all, you need to hear it. And then you say it. And the process of hearing and saying it, it plants it in the heart. And in the process of hearing and saying it, going in the heart. Hearing it, saying it, going in the heart. Hearing it, saying it, going in the heart. It will get so that it will come out. Have you ever heard someone curse? And they say, oh, excuse me, excuse me, I didn't mean to say that. Well, see, they were full of that type of language. I'm going to read this scripture. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. Well, I'm going to continue teaching on healing the next time. But this is Brother Leroy. And I want you to know, number one, God loves you. Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit loves you. The angels are waiting to move, waiting for you to speak words that are in agreement with what God says. And I want you to know that I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you for spending your time with us. And may you and yours be ever increasing in every circumstance and situation in Jesus' name.